0: Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show today. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for telling your friends. It really means the world to me. Also, guys, thank you so much for reaching out to our show sponsor, Canopy Connect. Thank you also to the guys who showed up last week for our other show sponsor, PIA, for the virtual value experience what a huge success that was it was so much fun if you missed it reach out to stacy stacy at p i a a and she can get you the details on how to get copies of that it was all recorded and done for you and she did a great job so does your agency spend lots of time collecting information and chasing down prospects to get their deck pages canopy connect has built a one click solution that allows agencies to instantly and securely collect the insurance information y'all need to get a quote. They import deck pages, asset information, policy information, claims information, and so much more. This is a game changer, guys. This is a revolutionary tool that will help your agency right now. Reach out to my man, Toga at app.usecanopy.com backslash Heath, and you can get your discount, schedule a demo, ask questions, anything that you need to do. You can do it right there on my link for my listeners. Today's show, guys, I'm so excited. I have my very first second time guest on here. He was a guy who came and visited a couple of weeks back. You guys loved him so much. He loved being here so much that he wanted to come back and I couldn't wait to get him back. So without further ado, I've got My boy Chris Green coming on today. He's going to, you know, talk to us some more about marketing and about flood and about strategies he's got going on and what he's doing. You loved him the first time, you'll love him again. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mr. Chris Green. Chris Green, welcome back to Insurance Town. How you doing, bud? Good, man. Thanks for having me. You missed our town so much you had to come back. Yep. I love it. Hopefully, we didn't have too many, you know, flood claims. That's why you had to come back. I hear you're all over the place doing some flood stuff. Yeah, I had 375
1: flood claims between Laura and Sally. Oh my gosh! But you get to go to some cool places. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I had a uh, vacation plan with my family. They got canceled because of Delta.
0: Oh man!
1: Because what people don't realize is when hurricanes hit. I'm the one that has to stay behind because they are, these people have so many questions when these claims happen. There's people that are not to answer those questions. and Honestly, that's why we're there. So is that is that where you're spending most of your time
0: lately? I know you have a lot going on. I see you all over social media. Is that where you spend most of your time is on uh, the flood stuff where I see you're also doing marketing. I see you're growing. I see you're adding people, adding staff. Talk to me. Yeah. Where are where you spending your time now?
1: Well, I'm spending most of my time in, of course, flood right now, but I've also got this PNC agency on the auto and home side that I've had for the last five years just kind of sitting there trying to decide, hey, am I just going to let this thing go? Am I going to sell it back to the cluster that I'm a member of? You know, we, we get these questions from customers. Hey, can you handle this? And, you know, it's hard turning it away, but at the same time, it's just me. So I have to be very smart with my time and know where my time is best spent. So I've actually hired a team who's going to handle that completely separately where I don't have to touch it to even look at it. Um, it's basically going to be over to the side so that I can focus on our flood education, our flood consulting, helping off our referral partners, like our insurance agents, all that stuff. When will have all those questions. So I can put all my time into that. And then also the marketing agency where we're going to be teaching people on the content creation. Basically taking our journey for two years and look, it doesn't matter who you are. We can show you how to do it. Here's how you do it and make it successful. So talk to me a minute. For those that don't, and they didn't listen
0: to the first time you were on. Shame on, shame on you. But you know, Chris has been on this journey, and I want you to tell the audience again. You've recorded how many videos and how many days, and talk to me about that. That's a tough thing to do creating that much content. But you, talk to me yeah, about that journey
1: a little bit. Yeah, yesterday was my six hundred and sixtieth video. It's just flood. And how many days? Six hundred sixty days. So every single day. Yep what's the math on that? Is that two years? It'll be two, uh, yeah, it'll be two years at the end of December. So Wow, wow, yeah, wow. I was wow. in Nicholas Ayres' course. I joined his course and I kind of did a trial run on the PNC side. So, hey, let's do 30 days of video and just see how our business changes, how people are engaging with us. And it was a nine-day difference. I said, you yeah, know, let's do 365 videos in 365 days just on flood education. Just to answer those questions people ask us. And we built a national brand in 14 months just doing that. But out of that then came the blogging, then came the podcasting, the knowledge-based article. Then came, hey, can you come teach our realtor association a CE course? So then came the flood education side. And then it came, hey, do you do much on the mitigation side, the consulting side? So then the consulting side developed. And so when all that happened, as I mentioned, I just didn't have time for the PNC anymore, but I kind of felt bad for that because I did want to still keep it because I built it. But at the same time, I want to be very careful with our referral partners and not offer something else that they're offering. So I didn't want to have my hand in it at all. And so that's basically what the last two years has been. Hey, we built this national brand. And I call it, you know, building a million-dollar brand with a $100 budget because we haven't put a lot of money behind it. We just put a lot of time behind it. And now we can show other people, hey, you can't do it. Doesn't no matter what you're offering, you can do it. And this is how you can do it. But you've got to be consistent.
0: Yeah, I just, when you hear all that stuff, if someone listening right now might think, man, that's exhausting. That's a lot of work. That's a lot to do because you're rattling off stuff and I'm even over here and I do content creation and, and do a podcast and I'm already getting exhausted thinking about it. That's a lot of balls in the air. You know, how would you, you know, tell somebody to manage that time? How would you, you know,
1: how do you get to that point and not be overwhelmed? I spend maybe an hour a day. All of my videos are two minutes or less. It answers a question. You know, today's video is going to be a flood mythbuster on brick homes or brick buildings and frame buildings. Is there a difference in flood insurance premiums? You know, things like that. Because it's a question we got asked yesterday. And so I only spend maybe an hour a day on our content. My podcast is five minutes or less. My blog is probably what takes the most time. And it might take me close to an hour to write it.
0: Yeah. And that goes back to something I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday about is the power of of podcasting and you know, I, I tell people a lot. I have this, you know, this idea. I'd have this cute little podcast that a couple people would listen to. And I would send it out to some agents. And it'd be, you know, something fun for me to do on the side. And it's come full circle into this thing that I can't control sometimes. And I've developed this authority you know, that I never thought I'd have. It's just a little guy from Maumel Arkansas, a little town. And now I've got followers all over the country. I've got people outside of the country that listen and it just shows the power of what a podcast can do. And you just mentioned it as well by building your brand and the flood guru, you know, you've got your own following. Has the, the podcast been a big part of that? Is that something that you've seen a, a big thing as
1: well, like I have? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, I would say our average listeners maybe maybe 10, 15 a week on each podcast. But the biggest following, the biggest ROI that I've seen, it's not video and it's not podcasting. It's actually blogging.
0: Blogging,
1: huh? Yes. And so I actually met with a younger girl yesterday, I had been in high school, but a couple of years, has a passion for writing, writes her own blog. And I'm actually yeah. going hire her part-time and all her job is going to be is to be doing blogging for us.
0: And so just flood related, or are you going to take that into the marketing side of things or the agency
1: side or all the above? No, she's going to be doing it all. She's going to be doing the PNC. She's going to be doing the blogging on the flood side. She's going to be doing our marketing side because now I've seen the value in blogging and answering these questions. Now, the catch is when you're writing those blogs, making sure you're putting the podcast in there, making sure you're putting the video in there. So then you're getting the views on the podcast. You're getting the views on the video. So it all works hand in hand.
0: But again, what I heard you say uh, is you hired somebody to do that and you're growing by hiring other staff. And, you know, you're not doing it all yourself. And so I'm many people think that I'm doing it all myself right now, but you're hiring people, you know, so you can, you know, Pat, like you said a minute ago, and I think you said a post about this is you want to get to a point where the agency runs itself to where you hire staff to grow your brand and talk to me about that process. Do you have, you know, is that something that's new for you? Something that's difficult for you? Something that you're learning on, you know, as you grow and a lot of agencies are growing, that's a daunting task sometimes to to grow and to create an environment where people want to come work. Yeah, like
1: I, I've got two management degrees. I've got probably over 15 years of experience between Liberty Mutual and Enterprise and managing experience. But when I started my company back in 15 and I hired people, I was a terrible manager. I, mean, I was probably a terrible manager until a year and a half ago when I said, I'm not hiring anyone else until I can figure out how to get this right. Cause it's not fair to them, it's not fair to me. Uh, I'm not good at managing them. So I've actually had virtual assistants the last year and a half. And it's really actually helped me learn, uh, learning styles, but learning how to manage them. But there's also a course by Grant Bowman called the culture course. And, you know, he teaches culture, you know, Hey, you know, it's not about their paycheck. It's about the environment that you create. Um, And that's probably something we hear from people all the time. I just was talking to someone this morning. She said, you know, you're not an insurance agency. You have kind of got this unique model with the consulting the education and the insurance It's not sales driven, it's education driven. And that's something that a lot of people want to be part of. And so I've tried to use that on the culture side. You know, I've talked to a lot of agencies who I've really seen bad culture, just bad environment, you know, making people feel bad when they come back from vacation. I met with a candidate the other day and I said, look, I have two goals when you come back from vacation. I want your desk to be clear and I want your environment to be as low stress as possible. What that means is you're not playing catch up because your other team member picked up a slack when you were on vacation just like they should do for you when you're out. And I said, when you come back into that, you're going to be a lot more successful and you're going to be a lot happier. And because of that, it's going to show in your work.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's something that that I see in a lot of agencies as well, that people may not want to do that. They look at it and, you know, that's not my account. I'm not going to work on that, you know, or that's not, you know, my customer, you know, I'm not getting in and doing that for them or they may have that team you know non-team mentality so to speak and what you're talking about is a huge deal is that something that you've learned over time or coupled with you know experience and grant botma you know where did that that come from for you that you just talked about
1: you know i've learned it's kind of an all hands on deck and i really learned a hard lesson last week when i sat in my office for six and a half hours and i submitted 18 flood insurance applications for a referral partner for a big commercial account. And I was was thinking to myself, what if three of us could be hands-on right now, handling all this? What if someone wanted to help someone, but the one thing they have in the back of their mind is I can't go over and help that person because then I'm gonna lose that on a sale. Then my paycheck's gonna be impacted. So because of that, when I hired these new employees starting in January, I took out commissions completely. Instead, I based everything on how the consulting company performs, the education company, the insurance agency, and I based also our, their compensation on activities, like meeting commercial lenders, you know, being involved in uh, social media, making a video once a week, writing a blog. Because like I told them like, where they're at now, they're like, they breathe in our neck about sales because we're not submitting enough apps. And I said, look, you shouldn't have to worry about apps. If you take care of the activity, everything else will take care of itself. I said, but the other thing is, if you need to step in and help a team member, you shouldn't feel that you're being penalized because of it just like they should be able to step over and help you on something. Because as we grow as an agency, so do your paychecks, you know, so is your flexibility, you know, it's all team environment. And when you're interviewing people, I can tell people, look, if you're the best salesperson in the world, you're probably not a good fit for us.
0: Wow. That's an interesting statement right there. Go into that a little bit more.
1: Because uh, we're not sales driven. We are education driven. So I would rather go out there and hire someone who has experience as a teacher that has that passion for helping, that passion for educating. Because what happens is like the way we've grown our brand People see it in the video. People see it in the blog when they see the storytelling. People hear it in your voice. And those are the kinds of things that people want to deal with. They don't want to feel like they're being sold to. And I got to tell people, look, if you do these things, the selling will take care of itself. Because our content speaks so highly compared to someone who's got an ad. These people are like, look, this person's trying to sell me something. This person is trying to walk me down the right path just to get me there. And that's the kind of person I want to deal with. Wow. Uh, I like that. I like your mentality on that. Just like, you know, personal brand is I bring these people on and I tell them, I said, look, if you don't feel comfortable uh, on video or you don't think you can be comfortable, this probably isn't a good fit for you because we're all about personal brand. We want to help you build that personal brand. Yes, you're working with our company, but we want people to come to our company because of you, because the only reason our company is going to grow is because of people like you.
0: Okay, so you want them to. To be able to put themselves on video, it's not just about Chris Green being on video. You want them to build their brand as well as separate from the Flood Guru or part of the Flood Guru or whatever that looks
1: like. Yeah. Uh, That's a cool mentality. Whatever it is they're talking about. Like I started a a couple of cooking channels on YouTube during COVID that had just taken off. I bought a camper and I started a YouTube channel called Not Your Everyday Camper where I screw up, I record all my screw-ups. I bought what was called a portable pooper. And as soon as I get done shooting the video, the pipe bust it goes all over. Me. And, but it's those kind of things that are bringing in a whole new audience that have nothing to do with insurance. But people are getting to know me as a person or see me cooking when I'm talking about whatever I was doing that day for flood. Or they're seeing me out camping when I'm shooting our content. I'm doing uh, campsite reviews. And these things, and, they, and they, people get to know you on a personal level. And that's the kind of insurance agency I think people want to deal with. Hey, they want to know who's behind that email. They want to know who's behind that phone. And like I told, I told a friend of mine the other day, look, I bet your business completely changed when you put your picture in your email. Because people now know who's behind that email. And that goes a long way.
0: No, you're exactly right. And going back to your cooking channel and some of those other things, the camping channel, I'd love to see that You know, poop going all over you. That would have been hilarious. Which, by the way, you don't have your poop hat on. I'm used to seeing the poop hat.
1: I lost but, it. Oh, man. I no bet it was one of the kids. Three more. I just haven't had the word it happens put on them yet. I gotcha.
0: But anyway, going back to even that, you know, you and I were talking one day on a text or maybe in person. I can't remember. But you had posed a question to me that we had been talking about a little bit of what comes first being a marketer or an insurance agent. Um, isn't that the question we talked about? Yeah. And so... You know, it goes back to that of, you know, a lot of agents now uh, are more focused on being doing the marketing and doing those things you're talking about. And what do you think about all that?
1: Well, it's kind of like I tell you, you know, when you get established, it may be a different story, but when you're getting started, it doesn't matter how good you are at insurance, if there's nobody at your door and you got to have someone to talk
0: to about it. And so you're saying that uh, you need to focus more. And again, whether it has to do with insurance or not, you know, just getting your face out there, getting your name out there, getting to know people. That's, that's it.
1: Yeah. Because I said, you know, it doesn't matter. you know, If you have all these designations in insurance if there's nobody to talk to about, if there's nobody in your office, if there's nobody calling, nobody emailing you, it doesn't matter how educated you are.
0: No, you're hundred percent right. And that's one of those things uh, you and I, you know, both share a friend and, and Jason Cass, and he interviewed a guy that he has a whole channel and had a whole thing on gardening. Oh, you're talking friend
1: Michael Overstreet yes yeah well, and best for, i friend. Mean, i tell you man we we both started nick's course about the same time okay uh, we're tell also me. Doing some a b testing stuff that i can't really talk about right now because it's in the course but we're actually doing playing with some marketing ideas off of each other to see how they work so that we can each adapt them to inside our own company as we
0: test them together yeah i just i found that fascinating i've reached out to him and um uh, just to get to know what he's doing, because I think that's fascinating that you could turn that love of gardening and not even talking necessarily insurance, but it's turned into something where he's developed a niche and selling insurance through it. And it's just become a thing. And, you know, again, back with, you know, same thing with you. You're not necessarily talking insurance, doing cooking or camping or, you know, whatever that may be. And that's going to turn into business for you at some point down the road, I'm sure.
1: Well, yeah, like when we're traveling, I call it flood to food. So it's a combination of me cooking and giving food reviews wherever I'm at doing flood education, but it's actually brought in a lot of opportunities for restaurants across the country, not just on the flood side, but on the property side. Hey, will you come over here and do that? You know, give us a try, give us a review while you're in Austin, Texas. And so it's created a lot of opportunity there.
0: That's super cool, man. Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, and so, as you're doing all that, you mentioned earlier in the podcast about, um, you know, a, a company or some Ooh. side project you're doing with marketing and teaching agents some of what you're doing. You know, talk to me about that a little bit. So
1: I started a, a marketing agency. I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years, but it's called Retage Market or Retage Consulting. Everybody laughs at me about the name, but the name is actually what makes the company. So I have two educators who stood by my side, you know, I almost flunked out on my undergraduate. I barely graduated high school, but I ended up graduating top of my class for my master's because these two educators. And so when I got an insurance, I did all these partners in education things, giving back to these kids that had learning disabilities like I did, giving back to these educators. So when I started my marketing agency, I wanted my marketing agency's vision and mission to be based all around that. And so I actually named it after my mom who passed away and another educator. And I put their names together for the name of the company so that we would never forget the mission or the vision of that marketing agency and where we wanted to go. What a cool story. And so uh, I like so
0: the name Rittage. Richard, R-I-T-T-A-G-E. It's basically the combination of the name Rita and Burbage. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And so, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, what? Uh, But it makes sense once you tell me the story behind
1: it. And that's cool that you have that. You know your why. And that's what we want to teach people through marketing. Hey, you've got to find your passion. you got to find your why. Because when you do that, people are going to see it. People are going to want to deal with you because they see the passion. But your passion is going to stick out so much that – You're going to knock your competition out of the water because the amount of content you want to produce because it's not work for you. It's a passion.
0: And that goes back to that old saying of, you know, if you're doing what you love, you never have to work again or something. I think I always screw up quotes, but, you know, it's one of those things that and that's, you know, something for me uh, and, you know, for a lot of us out there that once you figure out that passion and for you, it was I'm guessing it was flood, which is, you know, an interesting passion to have because i don't know too many people that have a passion and a love for flood insurance or it
1: was but when i got in the flood i somehow discovered a passion for marketing and i had a passion for education i had a passion for flood and i just put the two together and somewhere along the way with nick's help and grant's help and a bunch of other people i learned marketing but you know i also was in business process and automation for almost five years when i started my agency i wasted more time and more money so part of that marketing agency is we teach those people as well hey now, here are the tools you can be using to help yourself. You know, here's when to use automation. Here's not. Here's how to track, you know, your revenue on these things. Here's how to track the journey to create a better customer experience. Because everybody says, oh, I'm number one in customer service. I'm number one in customer service. I said, great. I made you're number one at being reactive. Now let's teach you how to be proactive. And that's that's a huge uh, thing right now in the industry
0: and in, in the, the country that we live in right now is being more proactive versus reactive. And that's something that I talk to a lot of agents about because too many years in this industry, I think that we've been a reactive industry and we wait for the phone to ring for someone to complain about this or that, or, oh crap, I've got a claim or, oh, I need to add a vehicle. And we are trained to be more reactive, but I like this new idea and not new, but I like the way that we're trying to focus more on being proactive. Especially when we talk about using data in our industry and and data to be more proactive and see the trends that are going on. And uh,
1: I think that's huge. So I love that you said that. So I use a Google sheet. So whenever someone calls in with a question, we put their question in a Google sheet. At the end of every week, I go to that Google sheet and I decide what we're going to put our content on. And so what happens then is when someone calls in for that question, we can share a YouTube video with, we can share an article, we can share a podcast. But maybe they find it online and they almost feel like, you know what, these people are reading my mind. They had my question to answer before I asked it. That's kind of people want to deal with. You know, like I tell people, I never want a flood question to ever go answered. I never want someone standing in front of me crying because they lost everything because they either had the wrong answer or they didn't know to ask it. And I said, "That's what we want to do through
0: content." Yeah, and it's the old two question rule, of once you get the same question twice, you know, put out a video. Yep. and I think that's cool that you're doing that. And um, you know, I so something.
1: are you are you going to stop today? <laughs> so,
0: no, no. So we're going to look up, and you're going to be, you know, fifty thousand videos deep one day before you say goodbye on this earth. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got so I'd like to keep it going forever. I said because as long yeah, as just keep going. For answering those questions.
0: Yeah, of course. And I think that's awesome. And so
1: with uh, so the relationship on the reinsurer side on the private market, where these reinsurers are reaching out to us, you know, our videos have gotten us wholesale contracts that other agents can't get because of our educational background and flood mitigation.
0: And it's something that through Ritage and through your why and what you're doing, you're wanting to train other people to do the same exact
1: thing. Um, that You could have it? that. That's what I do. You know, you can be successful. you just you know, you just need a plan to get you from point A to point B. You know where you want to be and you know where you're at.
0: So let's help you fill in the gap. And you said it best back a couple, I guess, a couple of minutes ago of it just started with a small goal. I'm going to start with one and I'm going to try to get to 30. And then once you get to 30, it's like, oh. Let's try to get to the next month and the next day and the next day. And then now you
1: look up 700 and whatever
0: later. It's crazy.
1: All right. It's just like flood premium. I would have been lucky to sell $10,000 in flood premium when I started my agency, my flood side about a year and a half ago. Um, And I'm in a mastermind group that's really gotten on me about data and actually tracking my data the right way. And so in the last month and a half, we've done the same amount of deals, but we've doubled the amount of revenue we've done because of the way I've been able to track things differently now. So instead of selling, you know, $10,000 of flood premium this month, we might sell 90,000. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm it, like, but where did it start? And it just started with the videos, building those relationships and all these things. And before you know it, it starts snowball and it goes downhill. And a lot, I mean, it's hard to keep up with it sometimes because you're going so fast, but it's like, how did I get here?
0: Yeah. And you don't have to have a marketing degree. You don't have to even have a degree at all. You know, it's
1: just a matter of being, like you said, consistent. I was just talking to somebody about that in the insurance industry yesterday. I said, you know, we're the one industry where you don't have to have a degree and can be very successful. Yeah, and there's I, a
0: ton I've of them out there.
1: People without a degree, even though I have two degrees. Uh, um, and, you know, my good friend Cass, look what he's done for the insurance industry. You know, he didn't have a college degree. And I said, imagine if, you know, all these people would have passed over on him and not given him that opportunity. Look where we would be as an industry, man. We'd be so far behind. So. What if I can give some people that same opportunity and what if they can change an industry? You know, they didn't have a college degree, but they had a passion to help people and they're willing to learn.
0: Yeah, you're right. It goes back to, again, finding that why that's so important. In any any industry, not just insurance, but as we're talking to the insurance industry, what is that? Why and putting that out? Uh, and I like your Google Sheets. Um, how did you come up with that plan or that Google? Was that something that you heard or something you just came up with?
1: What does that look like? To you? Because you know, with Google Sheets, anybody can update it. So you can have ten people, and as say I update it, it's automatically updating on their side, and they just keep adding stuff. So it doesn't matter if they're in the Philippines. It doesn't matter if they're in Louisiana, Texas. As we update, it's still
0: updated. So that's an idea that you could steal for your agency. If you're looking for content, things like that, that Google Sheets or some sort of you know public sheet like that that anybody can get a hold of. Hey, I had this customer ask me this question. It'd be a good video. Or, you know, I saw this on TV or I heard this on a podcast. Let's do this. Uh, That's pretty cool.
1: And then we share it in Teams. And see, I've done something wholly different Microsoft Teams for our referral partners. I just got done building 240 Microsoft Team channels where basically we have a flood expert on staff for all those referral partners across the country. So they go to their Teams channel. They ask the question and we respond to it.
0: Wow. 200. Did you say 240?
1: Yeah, we have 240 right now across the country. So instead of them emailing or calling, hey, let's just go to our Teams channel. And just ask this question real quick so we don't have to get anybody on the phone and we usually respond within about 10 minutes
0: that's incredible and that's the other thing is that response time is huge and i think that that's a thing that uh a lot of agencies are starting to figure out as well as we get into like you said a minute ago data and learning your customer better that response time's huge so talk to me um what else is going on okay so you've got the riddage you've got the flood you've got the cooking You've got everything else going on in your world, man. Uh, I, I'm blown away at how you keep all these balls in the
1: air. Uh, anything else, you know, that's going on? You want to talk to us about? Yeah, my flood education stuff. I'm having to make some adjustments because of COVID. You know, realtors aren't really doing CE classes in person anymore. Uh, so one of the reasons I actually went and got an office so I can actually record them as webinars, and then we can teach them across the country because we get paid when we teach them. And so, like I told them, I said, you know what? You may only be able to get 50 people in a room. I can get 500 people on a webinar. Yeah. And that may be something you never go back to in-class teaching. Yeah. Well, I think I'll still go back to it because I've still discovered that the in-class teaching is just something about the relationships that you can build there.
0: Yeah. that's, again... this, this business is all about that and all about relationships and building that relationship. And so I think that's huge as well. But finding out that you can get that many rear ends and seats to watch a webinar. Uh, and that's, again, another thing that uh, as you're teaching people through Riddage that that's something that anybody can do. No matter, again, if you have a college degree or if you know the, the most about insurance or not, or the best salesman or not.
1: And that you know, was a struggle on the PNC side. It's like, look, you know. I have this agency over here that's just sitting here. We don't really do anything with it anymore, but I don't really want to sell it back because I like the revenue. I just got to find someone who can manage it where I don't have to do anything with it. I don't just to put my hand in it because I don't want it to be related with flood insurance guru at all because of our tight relationship with our referral partners.
0: Yeah, and that's a, a balancing act that, you know, it's it's hard to figure out sometimes. It's and- really hard because,
1: you you know, you cross sell the wrong customer or something happens, then you destroy a relationship. And so we've ha- I've had to put in some really strict systems that are not human-based. They are database, they're system-based. It doesn't even let you access a customer if they came from a certain source.
0: Oh, that takes a lot of blocking it's and tackling. Domains, that takes...
1: Complete separate domains, complete separate LLCs. Like literally, they're not related at all. So there's not sw- no chance for anything to fall into place
0: yeah and that's smart and i'm glad that uh if any of your referral partners are listening to this or anybody on the agency
1: side listens to it you know you do you have separated that and been intentional in that and we and don't, i think that's we also don't market it like you'll never see me advertising auto and home or facebook or something like that uh, on that side it, it's really seo based or you know whatever customers are in there now it's more of an organic referral base
0: yeah and i think book. again that goes back to that intentionality and uh, that's something that is Become big in my own life is, uh, you know, whether it's my work or my family or personal life in general, just being intentional with everything that you're doing, and uh, and that goes back to even if you're on the phone, you know, or sending out emails to customers or whatever, if you're not intentional in that, you're just kind of blowing through your day and whatever, not even thinking about what you're doing. You're gonna end up, you know, not being as successful as if you're intentional with everything you're doing. You can be more effective, be more efficient, and I'm getting on my own soapbox there for a minute,
1: but. Uh, he like, explains it best. Go ahead. Paradiso says, he said, look, there's no such thing as work-life balance. He said, but you need to be in the moment. So whether that's with your kids whether that's with your spouse, you're at work while you're in that moment, you dedicate everything to that moment. He said, there's no such thing as work-life balance, but you need, if you can be in that moment, that's all that matters is that someone's got your full attention at that time. And you're not distracted by work. You're not distracted by something going on at home at work, you know, just be there. Yep you're 100% correct and I,
0: and I love that and I that's just something that's uh, it's got to be more prevalent in our industry and I'm glad that to see that you're having to be that intentional with what you're doing and uh, it's good to hear have people hear that from you because that is a lot of balls in the air and you have to be in the moment and you have to be intentional okay so before we wrap up, do me a favor. Um, talk to me. I'm going to I'm gonna go on mute here in a minute, and I'm going to give you the floor for as long as you want it, four or five minutes, um, and talk to me about anything that maybe we haven't talked about yet, something that's on your heart, something that's on your mind. Uh, like I said, uh, the audience likes it when Heath shuts up. So I'm going to be quiet let you talk for a minute. Gotta um, right say what? I
1: said I got to think for a minute
0: there. All right, I'll keep rattling on for a minute. So, uh, you know, I think that, that's something. Whether you want to educate, or if you want to just inspire us, if you want to talk to us about anything that comes on your mind right now, anything that's on your heart, it doesn't have to be insurance related. I don't care. Um, I just I love this part of the show because I get to hear kind of what's on your heart and you know about about almost actually I have teared up on some of these. People have talked about some pretty cool stuff in this time. So um, anyhow, I'm gonna give you the floor for a minute. If you have nothing to say, we'll just listen to crickets chirp for about five minutes. <laughs>
1: All right. So I'll tell you why I got in the flood, because that's the number one question I got. It was like, you know, how did you get in the flood? How did you get in all this? And I was like, you know, everybody's heard our story about the learning disability. But what a lot of people haven't heard is the story about buying a house in the flood zone 10 years ago. And it was a disaster. Realtor didn't know what they were going to do. The lender didn't know what they were going to do. And our premium was going to be three thousand dollars. It was supposed to be three hundred dollars. But they didn't know about all these laws. And then the realtor's like, man, I wish I would have known that. The, the lender's like, man, you taught me something. And so I was like, you know, I never want anyone to have that experience again. And so that's kind of how I got into the, the flood world, even though I already had my degree in it. I didn't use my degree for almost 10 years. And I created our website, Flood Insurance Guru was a joke just to start conversation about flood education. And then over the last three years, it just kind of blew up when people learned what their educational backgrounds and in. The intention that we were putting behind the content where I could fully commit to that. And so that's kind of, you know, why I got in the flood. And I was like, Yo, you know, aren't you worried that you're going to fall on your face and there's not going to be anything left because you, you didn't diversify correctly. And I was like, no, I go off a, fa- a phrase by Steve Martin. It's called be so good that they can't ignore you. So maybe I do fall on my face because the flood world goes away, but because of the intention and the commitment that I put, maybe it creates an opp- another opportunity for me another day. You know, maybe I am able to retire at the age of 50. Like right now, I'm focused on building and trying to build a house and trying to pay cash for it. Because if something happens to me, I never want my family to have to worry about that. And so that's one of the big driving factors for me, right? Now. But it all comes back down to the education for me. Uh, you'll never see me real And Honestly, follow-up is what I'm terrible at. So that's why I hired somebody that's better at, than I am. But I'm always gonna be about the education. And so, you know, that's me. Um, I work with a lot of captive agents across the country. And I actually teach them, hey, let's show you how a $50 foot policy costs you $2,000 if you're a state farm major and all state agent." You know, let's show you how much time you spend on this thing. And when they figure that out, they're like, man, having someone on staff would really help. And that's where the whole Microsoft Teams channel thing came from. You know, being able to answer those questions, being a resource for those people, not figuring out, oh, what's in it for me? Instead, I just, hey, how can we help you? And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about with me is how can I help you? How can I help you grow your business? How can I help you help educate your clients? How can I help you stop having people in front of you crying because they lost everything? And so that's
0: me. Oh, that's awesome. And that is, uh, again, that's the good stuff. That's why, you know, uh, I like to do that segment of the show and just give you a time to talk about what's on your heart and answer some questions that people may have had of why, why, why choose flood? So I'm glad to hear that. That's an interesting. So I never knew that. I've always wondered myself. I just thought maybe you chose it because, you know, nobody else wanted to do it. So I might as well jump in and do it. But, uh, I That's love it. I'm the reason why I just hired a girl
1: from State Farm is that because they can relate better because they've been in those shoes. So if an Allstate agent is struggling and if I have someone on staff who's used to work for say, look, I've been there. I know how you feel. So let us help get you there. You know, and people can relate to people who have been in those shoes before a little bit better. You know, I haven't been in those shoes, so I may not be able to relate as good as one of the people on my staff can.
0: Yeah, and. I think that's a smart way of doing it, man. I, uh, I really appreciate you coming to visit insurance town again. And, uh, I, you're my first time second guest. Is that how you oh, say wow. it? Yeah. So, um, I, I've enjoyed it. And, and again, going back to that, uh, power of marketing and power of podcasting, you know, I, I've, we've never met in person, but I feel like, you know, I've got a good friend in you and I, I know that I can always talk to you about things that we bounce ideas, you know, and I come to you about some ideas and, it's cool to be able to have that. And I appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate you uh, coming on the show again and talking about what's going on and uh, being my first, second-time guest. Is that how you say it, hit, it? Anyhow. Hit with one final note. Yeah, hit me with one final note. War Eagle. No, oh, come on. <laughs> we we should have won that game. You know that. You know we should have won that game. That's oh. about the play game yeah, we should have won. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, you got me on that one. I got you. Yeah, you've um, got a really good coach that Joe got from Georgia. He's really – he's changing the culture there, basically. Yeah, I think he is, too. Uh, we're excited. I never thought we'd win two games this year. So, anyway, yeah. Um, uh, anyhow, I hate to hear that. But do me another favor real quick. Uh, let's uh, – if they don't remember, tell them your contact info again, how to get a hold of you. If you have any contact or anything you want to talk about, Riddage, anything like that, um, since that's a newer thing that you were last on the show, uh, let's
1: hit the audience with some of that before we wrap up. You can go to our website, uh, floodinsuranceguru.com, where we got all of our content on there. Check out our YouTube channel, Flood Insurance Guru. Make sure to subscribe there because the content's there to help you, to help consumers, help property owners. As I said, we're not selling anything there. You can also check out our Facebook page, Flood Insurance Guru. You can try to friend me on Facebook uh chris green but I am mx at five thousand friends you can also find me on linkedin twitter instagram flood guru where i put all that content if you perfect oh my, my cell phone number is 205-440-7910
0: oh there you go uh so i appreciate that again appreciate you coming on the show and i'll talk to you again soon my man yes sir have a good one Thank you so much, guys, for listening to my conversation today with Mr. Chris Green. I had a great time with him, and I hope you guys did too. I really hope the content we brought made you a better insurance professional today. If it didn't, then I'm sorry we missed the mark. If it did, I'm so happy. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is heath at insurancetownpodcast.com dot com reach out to me with positive feedback negative feedback if you've got ideas for show guests or if you want to be a guest yourself i get that one all the time as well then reach out to me and we can at least have the conversation um guys i've got to tell you like i do every week my show is produced and edited by my guy ryan over at ready set podcast The web address is www.getreadysetpodcast.com. If you've got an idea for your own show or you want to uh, tell someone else that has an idea for a show about this, this guy is fantastic. You know, it also probably make a great Christmas present for somebody. Reach out to Ryan and you can find him on Facebook, LinkedIn, instagram any kind of social media platform he is everywhere ready set podcast turning your brilliant idea into a reality thanks again guys i look forward to hanging out with you again next week